to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Hello, Noreen. I see you in the chat room. We are having some issues with the chat room tonight, so if you're trying to get in, just keep refreshing the page. We'll see, um, we'll see if the rest of the evening goes off bug-free or if we're going to be, uh, going to be having some fun with this. <laughs> All right, so we have some things to take care of before we get started tonight but while we're doing that I want to let you know that uh, if you would like to come on and read tonight you can do so by calling in 646-595-3965 before we get started as I said, we have some things to go over. I'm excited about this month and my Celtic pagan hell-raising heritage. <laughs> so we're kind of keeping with an Irish theme and I, for, the, for the first couple weeks here. And I'll tell you why. And I didn't tell you why last week, which was really silly of me because all the prompts I gave, if you missed it, you need to come back and listen to them, but all the prompts I gave, had kind of an Irish, could fall into that flavor were one to twist them in such a direction, the prompts that I gave out during our workshop portion. And I'm doing that again, but it's because next Thursday, all right, is St. Patrick's Day. So St. Patrick's Day is on a Thursday. So all of you who are out there drinking green beer will be here reading green poetry or whatever color you want to read, but, you know, I'm really hoping that we get some some fun Irish limericks, and uh, I know that uh, Michael Todd's ears probably just pricked up. He can write limericks. I know he can. Um, but, you know, let's have some fun next week. You know, you can bring your regular palms and read whatever you want, but bring, let's, let's have some, yeah, let's have some fun for uh, St. Patrick's Day. All right, so, yeah, that's why we're doing that. <laughs> The next thing I want to do is let you know if you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can do so by shooting me a message. Probably on Facebook would be the easiest. It's Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. If you would like to shoot me a message and let me know what you would like to do for your workshop. And uh, remember, you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. We all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn. Alrighty. Your workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. You can pre-record them and send them to me with an MP3 file, or you can um, do a like a conference call type thing, like I'm doing with you know. I, I can set it up a conference call for you to pre and I can pre-record it for you for you or we can do a combination of both blah 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 you know the deal anyway yeah let me know we've got some people signed up to do those of course coordinating those times with those people and uh, is is about like trying to herd wildcats which is why we are amazing creative and spontaneous and flexible people 
<laughs> so we have some of those coming up. If you're interested in doing one, let me know. I want to take a moment, a serious moment here now, and I want to thank our sponsors, the people who stepped up to the plate in 2021 and helped us cover our broadcasting license for the year. And uh, we are at the end of our broadcasting year right now, and we are in the midst of our fundraiser to help sponsor our 2022 season. Remember, you know, we've been on the air 15 years together here, and it's something we're very proud of, and I'm very proud to be a part of this with you, and I want to thank all of you who have so far contributed. Right now, we are at 1,080 that we have raised for our uh, towards our broadcasting license, and I'm very excited about that. I want to thank everyone who's donated. We've got a little ways to go still, so if you're interested in being a sponsor and you would like to uh, help us out this year, we really appreciate it. Can't be done without you. I cannot do this on, you know, it's, it's just gotten way, way too spendy for me to be able to do it on my own. So, you know, the help that you guys give us or, you know, me to help be here for you and you guys be here for you, um, I couldn't do it without you. So just know how much is appreciated by all of us on behalf of the entire community. So our sponsors for our 2021 season were R slash R slash word slash R. Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darling Coon, Uma Punchpally, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Venus Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert McKay, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. And I want to thank those who made donations anonymously in the memory of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Steele, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. So once again, you guys are heroes, and those of you who are helping us as we strive to meet our goal this year are heroes. And, you know, just some of you, you know, I, I love... Never mind, I'm not even going to go into that right now. But you know what's one of the really cool things, you guys? And I don't know if you know this as you're watching through. There are people on this list that I just read that I bet you guys have never heard of. You've, you don't know who they are. It's because you don't know who they are. One of the coolest things that I know that you... I don't know if you guys understand the scope of the listenership on this show the archive hits, the the uh, podcasts that get listened to on this show, the numbers are staggering, okay? And some of the people on this list you don't know because they aren't poets. They don't come on here and read. They have no tangible physical presence on this program, which makes them have to be here like we do every week, drawn like salmon to reading poetry. <laughs> They're listeners. People who have been listening to you on the show and appreciate you enough that they have helped on this. And I just I just think that's like a miracle. It's amazing. You know, 
like I said, you don't, guys never know who's listening to you. Who needs to hear what you have to say? Or how important you are to them? So how important must we be as a community when our listeners are even helping? It's not all about us. They love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, all of you who have helped so far. All of you are going to continue to help as we strive for our goals for the 2022 season. All right, so the next thing I want to do, we are going to be doing our dun-dun-dun. I really want to get a drum roll. I need to find a drum roll sound. I should, I should have that in my library. Um, drum roll, da la 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 Inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop series. Yay. Okay, so we're going to do that. Get your, get your pencils and papers out quickly. <laughs> All right. So we are going to start out with your poetry prompts. Okay. And your poetry prompts, they're, they're meant to grow into poems eventually, all right? All three writing uh, tasks that I'm going to give you this week all use these 12 prompts. So they all kind of feed off each other, flow into each other, the writing tasks that I give you, and organically happen sometimes simultaneously as you're working on these. Uh, it's just I think it really helps pull and stretch a prompt your imagination so anyway you're going to be using all 12 of these prompts and all three writing tasks they are eventually meant to grow into poems with that said the poems can be uh, the prompts can be like the title of your poem it can be the general concept of your poem it can be a line in your poem whatever you want to do with it that's up to you but uh, it has to grow into a poem as your finished product so number your papers 1 through 12 Alrighty, I'm going to read through these for you, and I've tried. Remember, I've tried to keep it. They're 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 great prompts on standalone, but I've also tried to put a way, you know, a little bit of a a little bit of a green tint to the a little bit of the green tinted to the prompts. All right, yeah. One, raised on songs and stories. <laughs> raised on songs and stories. Number two, I heard an old man singing. I heard an old man singing. Three, there's a magic in the fiddle. There's a magic in the fiddle. Four, to answer those voices. To answer those voices. Five, the labyrinth moon come morning. The labyrinth moon come morning. Six. When you hear the bagpipes squeal. <laughs> when you hear the bagpipes squeal. Now, that makes me giggle. I think about that country song, Mama's Got a Squeeze Box. Do you guys, any of you guys know that song? And it's just such a happy song. I mean, it is, it is absolutely the face of joy, that song. So, yeah, it just made me smile when I read that one. Okay, number seven. In Echoes Slipping Away. In Echoes Slipping Away. Number eight. It is a thing they know right well. It is a thing they know right well. Number nine. Where the hills have eyes. 
where the hills have eyes. Number 10, when its calling is in your blood. When its calling is in your blood. 11, there's a melody that comes passing. There's a melody that comes passing. And number 12, when the whispering got a hold of me. When the whispering got a hold of me. All right? So that is the 12 prompts we will be using this week. As I said, they will be used in all three writing tasks. And with that said, let's get to the next one. We are working on your writing exercise for the week. Your writing exercise is pick apart a prompt. All right? What this is meant to do is to help you realize that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is more important than what you actually write to it. You want to take time to study something, to contemplate it, to flesh out an angle that only you can find in it. All right? This is probably one of the single most important things you could do as a writer when you sit down to write is to stop Look inside, contemplate, search, think, hunt. All right. So what we're going to have you do is I want you to write the prompt, first prompt at the top of your journal page, which was raised on songs and stories. So what I want you to do instead of writing a poem to it yet, all right, I want you to write the idea for six different poems, you could write to it. Raised on songs and stories. What was raised? What were the songs and stories? Why was it raised on songs and stories? How many different faces can you give it? What? How can you twist it and give it different meanings? What can it become? Not what is it, but what can it become? And you look and look and look until you find the thing that it becomes, and you're the only person in the world that can make it become that. That's the voice inside you that you're striving to find. This will help you do it. So when you're done with the first one, go to the second, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, all the way down to the end until you have written at least six different ideas for poems that you could write to each prompt. All right? And I guarantee you that you will not get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you. And you're going to be off and writing, you know, one of those those muse high moments when you close, you have your hand on the paper and you know, you're holding your pen and you're writing and you're writing and you're not staying. And your eyes are closed and you're rocking back and forth and, you know, you look like, well, what was that guy, the singer, Ebony and Irie? Why can't I remember that? I should know that. I work in radio. Um you get in that, that zone, you know, where you just, you got that move, you know. That's what's going to grab a hold of you when you do this. And that's when you write something that only you can write. So I dare you. I dare you to do this and prove me wrong because it won't happen. There's a prize on the line. Okay. So anyway, all 12 prompts. Write six different poems, poem ideas that you could write to that prompt. All right? And 
I just got ahead of myself or behind myself. I'm not sure which one. Um, so, yeah, leave six different ideas for poems you could write to each of the 12 prompts. Next thing we are going to do, again, using these same 12 prompts. All right. This, uh, this assignment is meant to bring you back out of your comfort zone. Get yourself out of the pen and back into your head where you belong. All right? We put way too much pressure on ourselves when we sit down to write. We're going to sit down and write a poem. We're going to sit down and write a poem. You don't have to sit down and write a poem. You can sit down and write anything. And when you write anything, you are going to be a better poet. When you let yourself work outside of the girdle of poetry, what you bring into poetry is going to be much better because you have much more freedom exploring things outside of that pressure that we put on ourselves to create our masterpieces, right? So with your writing assignment, what I want you to do is I want you to write me a story. This is your beginning-to-end storyline writing prompt exercise assignment. So you're going to take, I have two lines I'm going to read to you. And you're going to write a story. You're going to take all of these 12 prompts that I gave you and somehow weave them into the tapestry of the tale. But your story must begin with one of these lines I give you and it must end with the other line. Now, in which order you put them, I don't care, but it has to begin with one and it has to end with the other. All right? So your first line is, It was a misty morning in May, and I was walking alone on the moor. When I was, oh, when I, oh, hang on, typo, typo, this is, I thought I fixed that. Okay, I did. I guess I didn't fix it. I know I thought I fixed it, but I didn't save it, maybe. All right, so, okay, <laughs> rewind. So, here is your first line. One, it was a misty morning in May, and I was walking alone on the moor when I saw what once was, but now is never more. It was a misty morning in May when I was walking alone on the moor. When I saw what once was, but now is never more. And number two. These are the legends told in shades of green. And I am growing dizzy knowing what the night will bring. These are the legends told in shades of green. And I am growing dizzy knowing what the night will bring. So how's that for some fun, you guys? <laughs> Take each line, decide which one to start your story with, weave all of the 12 prompts I gave you earlier into the story somehow, and then end with the other line. And that is your beginning to end storylines assignment for the week. Now, remember that we are working on our work we're always focusing on reading. Reading, reading, reading. I know you guys have heard this 
15 years worth of times, but there's somebody here tonight that's never been here before. So, you know, I have to do this. You just have to. And half of you aren't still aren't reading as much as you should be. And so, you know, I'm just like preaching to the choir, but I am preaching to the choir. All right. <laughs> Remember, if you are not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. You must feed your muse in order for her to have the energy to jump through the hoops you make her jump through. Okay? So remember, read, read, read. The other two things we're focusing on are, first, I want you to push yourself and strive to learn one new poetry form every single month. And there's thousands out there. I know you don't know them all yet. Strive to learn and write one new poetry form every single month. You know, even if you are a, it's like I'm a free verse poet, I'm a, you know, I, I, I just do, you know, whatever's. I don't care. This is important. They're word puzzles. It's going to make you really concentrate on word placing, on word usage, on repetitive words that you use, on filler words. You know, I can. People will ask me sometimes to edit their poems, and when I give it back to them, it's got like marks all over it, and it's probably just heart attack enough, but it's taking out filler words, words that have absolutely no purpose in the sentence. And that's one of the one of the brush strokes you can use in poetry that you can't use in everyday speaking unless you're Yoda. Right? So you get out all of those filler words. Really that's what it, it's fun. So go out and do your word puzzles. One new poetry form a month. Remember the next thing we're doing is I want you to write a haiku every day. Every day go out into the world and find something worth seventeen syllables. That's all I'm asking. Even if you don't do any of this other stuff, you have a whole week to do that. But every day, I want you to give your your muse a little nudge. Every day, let her know you you know she's there. Okay, assuming it's a she, it could be in anything. It could be a they, so that they know that they're there. Write a haiku every day. Go out, find something worth seventeen syllables. And even when you jot it down, if it's not enough syllables, you can fill the rest in later. The idea is just to get those jotted down one every day. Alrighty? So there, that's it. That's what I got for you. If you have any questions on any of that, I'm probably not going to answer them. <laughs> no. If you have any if you have any questions on any of that, if you missed any of it, don't panic. You can come back after the show is done broadcasting and you can listen to the archives and start it and stop it at your leisure and jot down whatever it is you want to jot down. On the same note, if you're sitting there some night and you can't think of anything to write, you've got an incredible writing resource right here at your fingertips because you can tune into the first 15 minutes of any show and you'll get to the the writing workshop and you'll find something worth off and running. All right? So... That's it. I just forgot where I was. Why I was telling you that. Where was I? Oh yeah, we're at the end. Things. Write your poems. Oh my God. I always do this. This is my transition period between my anxiety of speaking in public and finally getting to the place where I exhale. <laughs> and once I do that, I'm fine. So write your haikus. That's where we were going with that. I don't even know where I was before, but that's what we're taking back over. I'm taking control. I'm taking ownership of this. My mouth. Go. Now. 
Next, we are going to be writing. Oh, yeah, listen to the archives if you missed anything I said. And done. So next, we are going to be playing an audio track for you guys. All right. We always start and end every episode with a track that was recorded by you poets. And it was really cool. I The first time ever in 15 years, I decided, well, I'm just going to put a throw, – throw a – hint out there because I had some time to work on some stuff this week and so I posted on my page that I had if anyone wanted to send me some audio tracks and I got like bombarded and I'm so excited and it's so amazing and really appreciate it and some new voices that we've not had on the show before so I'm exciting, excited to get those on so if you do if you're listening and you would like to have one of your tracks played on the air you can do so by emailing it to me, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com, and the word that is in the title. Or you can send it to me on Facebook Messenger, and I can pirate it off there and upload it to the show so we can play it for the world. The track that I'm going to start with tonight is a track by Seb, and it is called, let's see, which one should we do? Let's do Otis Redding. Was the alchemist? Of love. Here you go. I have no rightful idea what this next poem's about. I believe uh, I wrote it uh, after having a quarrel with my girlfriend, and she threw me from a automobile in the seedy side of uh, San Jose, California, and uh, not from a moving automobile. I hasten to add, but uh, she decided she no longer wanted my company on that particular day, and I had to walk through uh, some of the some of the sketchier neighborhoods of town to get to my apartment, which was also in a sketchy neighborhood of town. Um, and it's just some of the things that I was thinking about and getting myself into sort of strife with and uh, some stuff I made up. And uh, it all sort of comes together at the end anyway, but uh, I had no clear idea what I was trying to do when I started to write this. And ordinarily I do have a very clear idea of what I'm attempting to accomplish. But it seemed kind of popular when I put it out, and, and uh, oh, I always sort of liked the way it fell together. So I'm going to try to read it now. And uh, see, see, you you see what you guys make of it, because you'll probably do better than me. It's called Otis Redden Was the Alchemist of Love. I asked the guy handing out the socialist newsletter, who is the alchemist of love? He looked at me as if I ought to know better. He said, don't ask me, I'll call a cop. So I lit out running down East Empire Street till I got so puffed I had to stop. Seen a coyote picking through a garbage can, I said, who is the alchemist of love? He said, why are you even asking me, man? I'm just trying to do my job. And he growled at me, so I kept on walking. Kind of strange, that coyote talking. Had a sort of Arkansas accent. So I headed down 10th Street by the abandoned factory, and it kept coming back to me about where the secret of love had gone. I walked past the corner of Washington. I was looking for an old-school hobo, because they're kind and wise, and maybe he'd seen the alchemist with his hoboing eyes. But there were none to be found. Someone cleaned up this town, sent them all to Sacramento. It occurred to me that maybe I needed a new hobby or mission, so I bought a newspaper at the Rotten Robbie, but I ditched it in a trash can by the eucalyptus tree. I can't believe I paid for mercury. They'll let dope fiends and sex maniacs write that paper. So I got to the corner of 10th and St. James, and this guy in a red Dodge Ram starts calling me names. I said, have mercy on a cripple boy. I'm wrestling with a mystery. I don't monkey with you city ducks. Don't call a monkey in with me. But this guy, he won't calm down. It's like he's hollering for his life. Now he's got me pegged in the blue house on St. John Street, and I'm doing something with his wife. Which made me think a little, but I sure it was not me. I said, no, sir, your accusation is made most wrongfully, for I'm just a pilgrim down 10th Street. I seek to little love's alchemy. He said, I believe you. You're speaking truth, for my wife's lover was a handsome man, so that surely is not you and he let me through but the more i think about it well 
You might still have been me. I walked past the funeral parlor of the barber in the 7-Eleven store. My mind was mightily vexed and my feet were mightily sore. I felt my spirit sinking low and my hoops were slowly sagging as I walked past Captain Delta girls loading the green Volvo wagon. A sign said, we buy houses and another eat at Ken's, but I realized they weren't even the slightest evidence. I was feeling uninspired, tired, ragged, and depressed. I was almost run down by the Spartan Express. The alchemy of love didn't exist. I wandered on consumed by doubt. I needed more than pen and poetry to work this problem out. I decided I was not cut out to be a visionary seer. Plus, I figured I was hungry, so I went to a taqueria. Super taqueria, South 10th Street, just before Williams. Best tacos in Santa Clara County. Lots of big shots eat there. I was doodling on a napkin as I waited for my order. I was feeling philosophical, well, maybe kind of sorta. My waitress had big brown eyes and soft inviting hips, the kind of face that makes a man begin to lose his grips. I imagined hearing wedding bells and smelling orange blossoms till the pragmatist in me said, Buddy, smoke em if you got em. Twas then I threw my pen down. I felt the breaking of the curse. I had the alchemist of love in simple, plain, wrought verse. One man said that highest love was born of soft caress. One man said that to truly love was to grovel and confess. Otis said, you got to, got to, got to, got to try a little tenderness. Well, I don't know what it's about. I absolutely, absolutely love that piece. And you know how I'm talking about going out every single day and writing a haiku? Watch for something that catches your eye. The sycamore tree by the gas can, or the, the garbage can. If you listen to that poem, it's an amazing um, example of what you can produce and how it can connect with an audience. That piece, I think, is so powerful because it brings tangible, hard things that we can see. We can see the, the Volvo that the girls are packing. We can see those things, right? We know what they look like. It cements us in the palm. It makes it suddenly relatable. And, we, and when something is relatable like that, it takes ownership. The reader becomes part owner, a vested interest in those words because now they recognize themselves in them. So do, the, do your haiku thing. Be, re-listen to that later. Pay attention to the little daily details that he uses throughout that entire piece that make that piece so strong and powerful. Love him. Okay, now, guys, this is what comes next. It's time for you and you and nobody else but you. If you would like to call in and read tonight, I don't know why I just said that. If you'd like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All right, remember that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. Excited to see you here. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who you are when you're reading and that your name is attached to your work. You don't want to send your work out there under anonymous. Nobody wants to be that. Of course, you'd have some really great things attributed to your writing profile. Maybe I'm going to go out and change my name to Anonymous, eh? Okay. Hey, that makes me miss Andy, eh? So, 
You can start out by reading one to two poems, two normal length poems, one longer poem. If the lines get too busy at some point, then um, I may need to cut you back down to just one. That doesn't happen very often, but if it does and it happens on your turn, I am so very sorry. If we end up having line issues, I want you to have every damn thing you have ever written on your desk in front of you. All right? Enough said on that. <laughs> when you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know who's reading or knows how to come find who's reading and they can get to know you and your work better and kind of do some, you know, creative social networking, inspire and be inspired and all that good stuff. So make sure they give give out your URL. And remember, this show has a mature rating, so you are bound to hear just about anything here, and you normally do and will, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No adult porn poems, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. And other than that, you are good to go. You know where that envelope line is, and don't push it. I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up on where you are coming on. And that is, uh, let's see, we have 731 followed by 717 followed by 219. All right. Looks like 832. I've got you. So right now it's concerning to me because we only have five lines coming five lines open on the studio, and usually it's much more than that, much more than that, um, So, which means it looks like we could be having line issues. So I'm just going to throw this out here, there, even though they haven't contacted me yet. If you are getting a fast, busy signal when you're trying to call in, please keep trying. It will, you know, the, the texts here are absolutely freaking amazing, and anytime something goes wrong, they're on it. So, you know, keep trying if you can't get in, and uh, we'll just we'll just see how the night goes. Alrighty. I'm going to go ahead and bring on our first caller, and that is dun, 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 area code 731. I am so happy to see you. I'm so excited you're here. I'm Alan Mike calling from West Tennessee. Nice to hear your voice. Um, it is good to hear yeah. you. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I'm wiggling. Well, wiggles is good. You know, there's it a there's group. There's a there's a band called the Wiggles. They're in Ireland. Are, is there really? Yes. yes. I expect okay. a video. I'll find one. I'll find I, one. I think I've got videos up on you right now, by the way. Except for you did send me one in my email, so one. We'll call it one. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'll send you. I'll send you something crazy. I'll send you something Celtic. Like uh, uh, I was I was listening to one last night, and I thought, wow, this is great. This sounds like a, this just sounds like the background music on an NCIS where people are getting shot left and right in slow motion and whatever, and, and it's really deep and it and it's Gaelic. And then I go research it and I look it up, and it's it's a song about a mother who's really pissed because her son left the one faith and went to the other, and became a minister for the other faith. She's really taking music. Please come home. And I'm like, wow, I missed that one. The bad part is in the comments of the video. People are going, I want this song at my funeral. No, you really don't. Trust me, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the no truer words have ever, ever been written than the words, video killed the radio star. 
yeah, for about three or four years. Where are the videos now? <laughs> they go. Hey, I got this book the other day that you were a part of. Green is the color of winter, an eclectic collection. And uh, you got it. Been having, oh God, I'm, yeah, somebody sent it to me. So it was uh, published back in. Some somebody sent it. Published it in like 2011. Wait, no, wait, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Who sent it? You did. Oh, I did through email. The 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 yeah. PDF. I'm thinking you yeah. had the actual book. It's like, where'd you find you know it? That, where'd you get the actual book? You know, the, you know that thing you do where you rewind, do it again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. Anyway, I've, I've had a lot of fun with it. You can you can explain to people what the book is better than I can. All I know is that you wrote three of the poems, including the what I'll call the prologue. Uh, actually, it's more of a mission statement than a prologue. And then uh, you provided the photography. And uh, so anyway, it's like 11 years old. So your opening poem, I'm going to read it. It's called Green is the Color of Winter by Nyla Alicia. She wears no shroud of ghostly white. No heavy sheet covers her kingdom with the long sleep of night. She brings a time of thriving living, growing, not merely surviving. Evoking with wind whispers, she gathers gray to obey her call, commands the skies to bring forth the crystal rainfall. It's hypnotic, melodic lulling, pulling up from down deep, from the dark keep underground, the silent, waiting things to adorn them in winter greens, crown them with liquid diamonds, the glittering droplets clinging, gleaming, streaming down, puddling at their feet. Here, in this, her strange place, green is the color of winter. Everything bears the mark of her grace. End poem. You know, I really love that poem. Is that weird to say? No. No. So that poem, there was a book, a local publisher here that put out a thing for submissions, and she was writing that the title of the book was going to be Green is the Color of Winter. And so she wanted submissions um, with that, that prompt, right? Because in Oregon, where I live, we don't get snow. We get rain and we get ice. And so when most people think of winter, they think of beautiful snow and sleigh rides and all that. And here, because we're a rainforest in the Pacific Northwest, it's rain and everything turns green. And there are more shades of green in Oregon, actually in the Columbia River Gorge, than anywhere else in the whole world. You know, so when we think of winter, we think about everything turning jungly deep woods green just and so that's what that poem was talking about was that you know we we don't cover in white but what it's like to live someplace where green is the color of winter when you're in a rainforest living in a rainforest so that's what that was about you did such a pretty job reading it you made me fall in love with it all over again well that's good can you remember where you were when you wrote it i remember exactly where i was that's important. 
Do you remember a picture on my Facebook page where my hair is pinned up and I've got on a T-shirt and it's kind of taken over my shoulder with the computer screen in front of me? Yep. It was written that night. Wow. That picture is the night I wrote that poem, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you wrote two more for that book, and I sent you a recording of one. Do you have song of first breath? Because I'd rather hear the recording than read it myself. <laughs> I do, and I was so won't. excited when I saw this that you recorded my poem. Thank you so much. I purposefully did not listen to it yet. Um, I wanted to play it. I wanted to hear it for the first time with you here. And I'm so excited, and thank you for doing this. It was such a gift. I can't even tell you. My heart is so happy. Well, if the recording doesn't work, I've got the poem in front of me. I can do it live. Okay. Either way. Well, this is your recording of a poem I wrote called Song of First Breaths. Song of First Breaths by Nyla Alicia. In the ruins, climbing high into the shadow of a naked season, we sit, arms and legs dangling, anticipation dripping from our limbs like sugar diamonds melting in rebirth's whispered promise. We wait, watching for the silver albatrosses to awaken and fly into the sun. At first light they go, side by side, screaming twin arrows piercing the horizon. With outstretched arms standing on our toes, bodies humming, we watch for them, poised motionless, until with wings on fire, they again spiral past, close enough to the ruins for us to pluck, one each, a glowing tail feather. Plummeting straight into the frozen lake, the albatrosses break the ice, awakening the land again. It comes so silently there, but here it vibrates like thunderbolts. The air fills with the song of first breaths, of roots stretching, of sap running, of buds pushing through bark. The notes float like paving stones, and on them we descend, each step echoing laughter in dulcimer tones. By leftover moonlight in the twilight moments, we dance, apparitional beings of mist and matter, swaying this way, dipping that way, brandishing our tail feathers like a paintbrush. We're like wild women, feral and primitive, conducting a silent orchestra, a mysterious alchemy of melody and music, arms flying, fingertips flaming, till the robin breaks the silence, awakened by the worm rolling over in thawing soil. Then you and I, sister, camouflaged behind the tail feathers, now nothing but smoky pink wisps, hide ourselves inside silhouettes of morning mist, cameo faces and clouds wrapped inside the sunrise. We watch what was once winter white and frost green overnight transform, and as the breeze softly shakes the season awake, the first flakes of pink snow flutter like confetti dreams, and spring comes to life. You made that sound so beautiful. He made me cry. Oops. Michael, that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I know. What a dork I am, right? <laughs> hey, if you're happy, I'm happy. 
I'm happy. I'm happy. I want you to send me a recording of you reading the other one. Not you don't have to do all this stuff to it. I just want I just want I got it on the show though. I can pull it off there, huh? Okay. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. I love you and admire you so much and we have been friends for so long. That was like the best gift in the whole world. Well, fantastic. I'm glad you I'm glad you're good with it. <laughs> I am. I am. Thank A lot of pressure you. on that one. Boy, gotta get this one right. So. You did. Every breath, every pause, every intent of thought. You are a master. You're a master storyteller. You are a master of looking inside words and and finding the life in them. You do this with everybody you read. Well, all right then. We're off to a good start. Now it's time for me to step aside because you got more people waiting. Oh, gosh. Sniff, I'm wiping my eyes. Yeah. Probably have mascara smeared all over my face. <laughs> Michael, please tell everyone how to find you because you, now you can find me at Mike Todd dot blogspot dot com. That's Mike Todd M Y K E T O D dot blogspot dot com. That's where I hang out. Awesome. All right. I love you so much. Thank you so much. I can't even tell you. Good deal. <laughs> all right, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 717. 717, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, how are you? Uh, Hanging in there. Yeah? Introduce yourself to everyone. Uh, This is uh, James Rothwine of Middletown, Pennsylvania. Indeed it is. See, if you don't do that, then I get bombarded. When you guys don't introduce yourselves, I get bombarded by people saying, who is this, who is this, who is this? And then it distracts me from what you're reading, and you don't want me distracted. You want my full attention because you deserve that. Well, I don't know if I'm, like, that big of a prize, but you know what I mean. James, I'm so glad you're here. It has been a while. Yeah, it's <laughs> the past two years have been really rough. This pandemic, it's just like I just kind of got myself isolated. I know. I know. It, you know, I just got a, an email from a friend of mine saying, you know, I texted you, you know, three months ago. You know, I guess, you know, you don't love me anymore. And, you know, it just it really made me think about, you know, how how one thing we were first, we were isolated because of the pandemic. We were forced to. But it is amazing to me how many of us have become who have found and embraced our inner introvert. <laughs> you know, and and just so many things like that. You just lose contact. You know, I've got friends I've not seen for over two years since it started. It's crazy. I feel like a horrible person. <laughs> I should have your text, right? James. My darling, what did you bring for us tonight? Um, I have um, two from my two poems from my third book. Awesome. Which just 
Okay, the first one is she is the days. She is the days, the hours, the months, and the seasons. Emerald eyes, moonbeam hair, time-worn, wise, and beautiful. Roxanne is in Cyrano's dreams, dancing, dancing, dancing to a tune only they could know. End of poem. (laughs) I loved it. I love it. See, it's a crime against nature. It is it is a assault on the on the beauty that the world deserves that you don't aren't here reading all the time and sharing your words with us. Well, it's just I have to actually force myself into social situations now. It's like you I know, have, um, I do have your phone number, right? So some Thursday, you might just be sitting there nomming on that pot pie, <laughs> and you're going to get a phone call, and I'm going to say, hi, James, so uh, how you doing? And um, yeah, I'm here with the world. <laughs> no, I would never do that to you. I really would never do that to you. I might, but I won't. I, I, there, there are people, though, that I would. So what'd you bring us? Uh, well, the second one is She is the Goddess, and it's from page 26. The first awesome. one was uh, page She is the Goddess. She is the Goddess of morning kisses, of morning smiles, and I am one longing for a thousandfold days to be lost in her sunrise. End of poem. That is beautiful. That reminds me, you know, someone will say, you know, how do you know it's good? And it's like when when one person revolves around the other, one becomes the center of the universe and the other gets burned out from the running. (laughs) But if both of you orbit around each other, then neither one's ever drained. You're both constantly refilling each other. You're both constantly in movement together. And that's what that poem made me think about was that joy, that happiness, that that feeling of total, I can't think of any other word but safety. Well, I never thought about it. But... So, yeah, it just reminds me of that. It's, just, it's that joy of feeling safe and knowing knowing that you know and that they know and you, you know, I thought it was beautiful. You didn't know all that was in there, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I loved it, James. You can talk now. I'm going to shut up because I keep interrupting you. you (laughs) Where can people find me? Well, you can't find me in my house because you'll know where that is. So, um, uh, have you heard Facebook. my stalker poem, James? Uh, no. You might not want to. Well, I try to tell people that I'm worse than the stalkers that you cannot run, you cannot hide, because no matter where you go, I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> waiting inside. The stalker will follow you. And they said, no, I'm going to be where you're going before you get there, before you know you're going to get there. 
You need to change that to like. Where, where would it go? No matter where you go, you can't hide because wherever you go, and then have it say you need to use this in a poem somehow, and then say something like because I'm already inside, which means no matter where they go, they're inside. You're inside their head; they can't escape you. So you're a stalker, but you are you are stalking them because you're inside their head. Wouldn't that be wicked? Uh-huh. That's your chore. That's your assignment. That's your personal homework. <laughs> I'm a tad bit scared. <laughs> well, uh, I, try not, I try not to say things like that because my where I work, it could get me in trouble, <laughs> real trouble. Uh oh, I won't ask. Well, I'm in a hospital, so. Mm-hmm. Gotta be careful what you say, what you do. Yeah, it, it's. Do you work yeah. at like a real hospital? I have to, I have to stop and ask this question. Do you work at a real hospital, like a hospital hospital? Yes. Okay, so if somebody's brought into the emergency room, who just literally tried to hang themselves with a pair of jeans, and commit suicide, <clears throat> if that person is brought into your hospital and you guys do the assessment and all that, do you release them in four hours, or do they have to go through a psyche valve? Uh, well, I wouldn't be able to answer that because um, I'm in environmental health services. Oh, I'm a well, so say there's a daisy acting really pissy. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It would be me as um, uh Talk to one of the nurses. Uh, we have a situation. Can you get security? Yeah. Them handle it. I'm just real curious. And if anyone knows, this is important to me, and this personal thing, but that's okay. Um, if somebody knows what the hospital policy is on someone who's brought in, it's literally, obviously, just committed to, hang, you know, tried to commit suicide. If they have to go, if they are held, or if they are released immediately once they're okay. <laughs> Well, so I need to know that. Certain things is like the nature of what we ha- what we do. We gotta be careful what we're saying about stuff because we're bound by the HIPAA laws. Yeah. So yeah. I just you know so basically if it's something that happens with a patient and I happen to know happen to hear it or something. It's like Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, I'm real. Christopher works in a mental health facility, and so he is bound by that as well. You know, no nothing. I mean, you could lose your not just lose your job, but lose your career in that industry if uh, you know you're caught breaking if, that. If it has nothing to do with your job, you don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Which I. Don't really. There's a whole lot I really don't need to know because it doesn't affect the performance of my job. Basically, cleaning cleaning rooms. So I don't ask questions. If they volunteer, I hear them, and then I try and forget it. It works That's a good way that to be. Way. It does. <laughs> All right, James, sweetheart, please don't stay away so long next time. You are so valued okay. and admired and appreciated here. And uh, when you are able to make it, 
I mean, it's a real good it's a real good way to just spend some time with some friends when you think about it without having to leave the house or, you know, brush your teeth or shave your legs. Okay, so, so find me because we got sidetracked. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok. You're um, doing TikTok. That's is, awesome. <laughs> uh, it's James Rothline, R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N. It's not pronounced the way it's spelled. And um, my shameless plug is the two poems that I read are mm-hmm. from my third book, Let's Go Roxanne, which just went up on Amazon mm-hmm. and um, Barnes & Noble on Sunday in paperback. I am so proud of you. That's exciting. Congratulations. And I remember the last time we talked to you, you were working on this. This was in process. and and um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm already starting on my fourth book, which is going to be more <laughs> of a These poems are all love poems. Oh, who doesn't love love? So I'm going to be doing more of a general writing with scissors. And thanks to uh, George Wiley for actually giving me the idea for the uh, the title. That's great. That's a great title. All right. I will uh, let the next poet come on. And um, <laughs> I will try next Thursday. Awesome. If you want to hang out and just listen, I can just mute you if you want to still hang out and listen to the show. And if sure. I can't get other lines on, I can always bring you back on. Okay. Okay. That'll work. All right. I'm going to go ahead and mute you. Okay. Thanks, hon. Thank you. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code... Eight. That goes for you too, Michael. I see you still up there. So, you know, you guys never know if I may just jump up and grab you. Eight three two. You are on the air. Oh, why? Why is it always me? <laughs> you know, Soldier Blue. You just you don't understand why I end up bringing you on the phone and on the show. But it's because you picked up the thing and you dialed in. If you didn't oh, do no, that, I, I would not bug button. you. <laughs> It's like you've got this other blue blue inside you that does this just to fuck with you every single week. Uh, I'm gonna get that guy. I'm gonna call in, and he's gonna Nyla's gonna answer, and he's gonna got have no idea while he's here. Why he's here? <laughs> hey, you know. And you're one of those people that I would dial up and announce and say, "Hey, what are you doing?" When we come, you're on the air. Yeah, you know. It's like, are you feeling boxed in? <laughs> God, I am. <laughs> hey. Well, I have been uh, having a lot of fun with uh, a lot of the uh, the uh, starter images that I've been finding because I've... Uh, there's like these, you know, a lot of the like the um, the, the book clubs and stuff on, that are online. So mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they'll always send you the, uh, you know, the upcoming uh, books and stuff that are, you know, coming, you know, in various uh, sections. You know, you tell them which ones, you know, what kind of books you like, and then you'll you'll get a round of those kind of books as far as like, you know, showing you what's available. And I've just been taking, you know, a lot of those. Uh, 
titles and parts of titles and mixing everything around and rhyming words into other words and 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 just having fun with it. So you've been uh, using it. Too, you've is, been finding found words and using like jigsaw puzzle to create. Oh, I, new well, I, I call I I call that my fishing trip. <laughs> I go, There's I go, an actual poetry I, form called found poetry. And it's like you'll yeah. take a newspaper, the front page of the newspaper, and cut out all these these different lines and create a poem out of them. And someone yeah. said, but that's plagiarism. It's not. Well, mine, like I say, mine isn't because, I mean, like I say, I'm taking just pieces and parts and mm-hmm. sticking them yep. together in different ways. And, you know, when I, when that, I, you know, I hit that. That's a form hit, called found poems. Yeah, hit that. uh hit that uh, one line that, you know, that looks like it's going to work as far as the starter image, and that's the one I take. But trust me, it's, it isn't anything, it does not look anything like the original title in, in any shape, way, or form by the time I get done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I think it's awesome. It's a real fun way to write. Oh, uh, yeah. And so... And uh, this one, uh, this is one of those that I really like because it definitely came up uh, with its own sense. Migration machines, humane acts of a rogue, dead until dark, shavish. Darkness done, it is done. Stealth, a habit of years, anonymity, a better mask than cloth. Nighttime shadows of a Samaritan, humane axe of a rogue, dead until dark. Smooth hands that grab and shift away from focus like a puff of perfumed wind. You know it was there even as it remains unseen. Death and destruction, migrations of innocence, it is always the same. Water smoke, ribbons of rivers, water streams without a mouth, levees break, dams take no toll, paths to the sweet night air, free of what is volatile, the swiftness of violence and cause caricature, the bent hands of surety and help, to blow dust over someone's skin, read the messages left behind, acts of kindness, dead until dark. There are no creases in the folds of night. Every night begins anew, stealth games and innuendos. Impossible venues become sacred chants. Breaks in the water easier to find than the uneven surface of a stained glass window. Crows surface upon the wind. Bells tinkle on the stumps of a drum. Trees sigh of ghost. The rustle of ribbon shirts, their shadows indistinguishable from the muted colors of dark dreams. Strawberry home thing, mist like wraith, like limbs, motions, a blur of breath, swift as thought, recognition only in aftermath, frayed edges of cloth, 
and vision only the threads bare visible and activity for the just oh, those who walk with just us songs night is burnt along the highway dust blown smoke and sowing wind as we all remain watchful of events and strangers as warm and familiar as humane acts of a rogue heart dead until dark paint streaked water faces and we are the ghost road born and peace wow That was that was awesome. Thank you. And especially knowing how you put it together. Incredible. Yeah, man. Actually I just you know, I pull you know, I take the words and I mix them up and I turn them around and you know, until until I see what's something that, that I like. The wheel of time a cornfield grows, shall we? Watch the kernels grow or burn. Chava, me, corn silk sun, the rose of cleansing heat, shades and uh, and softened skin. Buse, Bogir, the wither of a roasted summer, the scintillating scent, the peppery fresh of ground cinnamon. The flayed colors of dust red. Another hour has turned. The corn tassels wave sustainable earth. A reason for prayer. We smoke on the horizon. Land's end. Is something on fire? Is it the mist of spirits rising? Is it thus the mist of death? The pale myth of water smoke dancing above burial mounds. Are they songs the people can dance to? Shadows shifting before full dark. Or are these instead things only seen from the corners of our eyes? Corn of legends. Legends have been known to fade as do the cut flowers of spring. We have only just crossed the threshold of a new year. And already we are encased in an ancient tragedy. Thoughtless greed we're trying to breathe instead of bleed. Wish they thought less of their greed. Flames rich red and value. Crimson touch the corn seeds yet to be planted. And we pray with a palm touching the earth. There will be time for another season, Abitra. 
We cannot see the wheel turning. We cannot feel the spokes of time braced as we are against another bomb strike, another detonation of insolence. The aftermath yet to be. Millions of faces peer at the horror waiting for the happy ending built upon the bones of once upon a time. Time and desperation, the achievements of self-sacrifice, the goals of ruinous behavior, supreme acts of insanity, the hours hold and we are told not to worry. The hours shave away another face, cover, and we are watching over our corn as in the days of old. We are the ghost road born, and though tragedy has found us, it cannot claim us on our journey home. Wow. You know, you're just, you're absolutely a master at using words to create a tug of war of thought and emotion. You know, to be able to evoke that emotion out of your listeners or your readers. Touching the corn, what was it, the corn seed yet to be planted? Yeah. You know, just the whole image and reason of all of that was just the whole piece is awesome awesome Mr. Blue Blue <laughs> thank you <laughs> so, you know when I say that I think about you dancing around like the what was it Blue Bear and Jungle Book maybe was it Blue and Jungle Book <laughs> and I'm just picturing you doing the shoulder rolls and the you know <laughs> little bouncy dance yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you have it <laughs> Great reads, both of those, hun. Yep. Do me a favor Thank and tell you. everyone how they can show you love. Sure. You can find me on uh, Facebook under Rafe Wild at Facebook, and then in parentheses underneath it'll say Soldier Blue. And then you can also access my uh, podcast and uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, and about. Uh, Seven other uh, platform podcast platforms as well, and the podcast is called Red Earth One, and that's always out there. Adding on to it every once in a while and getting uh, giving some more, uh, yeah, just giving some more insight as far as like you know, I use it because, uh, or I should say, I, I add two. The podcast, what I don't usually add to it in the reading because the readings are more uh, formatted in terms of you know trying to trying to talk about what you what you've seen in terms of that uh, milieu of uh, of imagery. But uh, then with the podcast, I take a little bit of time to talk about you know where some of that information comes from and where people can find it if they want to. Look at it for themselves. Awesome. All right, baby. So we are going to see you next week. Uh, of course. Okay. Alrighty. Do you want me to just put you on hold so you can keep listening? 
Sure. All right. Remember, I reserve the right to pull you back in if I need to. <laughs> Be aware. Be very, very aware. Yeah, okay. All right. right hon. Thank you, sweetheart. Sure, baby. Anytime. All right. Our next caller. Hey, I want to let Eric Uma. I think that's Uma. Uma, you have not pressed one, so you're not in the lineup to read. If you want to. There you go, girl. Good. Okay. We got you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 20, or excuse me, 219. 219, you are on the air. So uh, that's, that's uh, Brother O. Hello, Natalie. This is Brother. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, hon? I'm doing good. It is good to hear from you. Hope you've had a great week. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was my birthday yesterday. I know, I know. I'll give you a quick one. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. Dear brother, happy birthday to you because I did it longer last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy um, birthday to you. Thank you. Well, it was called uh, Experiencing Complete healing and restoration at 47. My dear brothers and sisters, yesterday, March 9, 2022, yours truly, brother, the living miracle professor of poetry, has officially the 47th chapter of my life. When I look back at all that I've gone through in my life, all I can do is think about how truly blessed and extremely favored I am. All I can do is think about how God's grace and mercy has kept me. All I can do is reminisce on how God answered the prayers of my grandmothers. And all I can do is reflect on how much I have matured into a real man. My dear brothers and sisters, I prepared to undergo a heart transplant about to experience a season of recovery which would need the complete healing and restoration of my mind, body, and spirit, and a complete transformation of my life in every sense of the word. During these last four months, while I've been waiting on the new heart, I unexpectedly lost my girlfriend on January 17th of this year, and I experienced moments of doubt and uncertainty on when I was going to receive my new heart, recover, and come back home to experience the transformation in every area of my life. While I've been down here in the hospital, I've learned how to lean on my unwavering faith more than ever. I learned how much people truly love and appreciate me. I learned that I'm never by myself. I learned how to express my emotions and feelings in new level of transparency. I learned how to put my complete trust in God's plan for my life. And learn the importance of connecting with my friends and family on social media and in real life. And I learned how to operate in God's timing. You know, I spent my birthday here in the hospital. I took the opportunity to celebrate my special day as best as I could until I could truly celebrate my new chance in life when I finally come home. My dear brothers and sisters, Chapter 47 promises to be one which I experienced a major breakthrough in my life, which would lead to my health significantly improving. It would lead to my spoken word mission nearly skyrocketing in popularity. It would lead to me experiencing life 
of prosperity, abundance, and overflowing blessings, not just for myself, but to, to those who are also connected to me, whether it's by family ties or being my friend. It will lead to me and those connected around me to be blessed beyond measure. Will lead to me traveling around the country and telling my story. Will lead to me to be either featured in the newspaper, magazine, or podcast on a national at a nationally recognized morning show. It will lead me to have a whole new perspective on life. And honor my birthday this year. What all I asked from everybody was to shower me with. An abundance of love and appreciation. They did just that, and I like to personally thank everybody who showed me love and appreciation on my birthday while I was in the hospital in Palm. It's nice having those revelations in life, isn't it? Being right. being uh mm-hmm. yes. Being able to hold tangible the just everything, everything you've been through, everything you've gone through, some uh, validation that it was worth it. That Right. Exactly. Exactly. People, a lot of people now now got a better understanding of uh, what I've been through and, and everybody ruled for me to pull through. Because I got a lot of great people around me. That's why. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You're never alone. Exactly. All right, sweetheart. Are you going to read another one, or is it just the one this week? Uh, is this the one this week? <laughs> okay. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. And if you would for me, please tell everyone how they can find you. You can find me on Facebook on the Omar Brother O'Gatlin. That's where you can find me. And right now I'm uh, do, doing a radio show. I host every Monday night while I'm in the hospital. Uh, voice behind the pen on talk show every Monday night from uh, uh, 9 to 10 Eastern, 8 to 9 Central. And uh, just uh, connect with me. I got inspirational, inspirational quotes. I got a lot of positive stuff on there. So check me out. Uh, and thank you for your support every week. Absolutely, our pleasure. That's what families do, love. Okay, thank you. All right, we'll talk to you next week, honey. Okay, I'll be back. All righty. Okay, our next caller comes from area code my mama two and six. You're on the air. Hello. Hey, mama. How are you, honey? I'm doing well. <clears throat> I'm chewing up my last bit of uh, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Well, it's made with ground lamb, and it's really tasting good. Ah, oh, ground lamb, yum. I love lamb. I guess I shouldn't say that for you people who don't eat faces, but yum. Hey, 
lambs eat grass, and we don't have any grass in the wintertime, so I got to get my my green vegetables <laughs> second hand. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here, Mama. What'd you bring us? Well, I had a feature last night. I invited uh, you and Jimmy. I guess you all didn't make it through to to come. So I'm going to read the piece that I that I did. Please. Because they critiqued it for 20, for 20 minutes. And so I said, well, I'll just read it tonight on your program. It's called, um, what are you going to say? What Pardon me? Nothing, I was listening to you. No, I was listening. Um, it's called, um, Stifled. And so I told everybody my daughter was coming, but anyway, so I'll read it for my daughter here because she didn't come. Um, it was on a program I sent you the link to, but so whenever you get hooked up to acclimate it there, you can just still use that thing, same invite to get, you know, to like get yourself over there. And I invited Jimmy as well. I don't know if he got his chance to make his bio and get over there either. But it's called Stifle. Something, there are secrets to be uncovered in the rainforest. Thing is mushrooming from a medicine tree. What goes on in the woods and jungles whilst we hustle bustle? Pacing the pavement like ants. Never to become one with the mighty trees, the buzzsaw, and the blades working to create another beautiful mall. I cannot breathe. These earthly home wreckers are earth disturbers. My environment is clinging on, holding on for dear life. Rats share spaces with me. Viruses fill the air on subways. Yet right here on this small planet, I could tap tonic from trees. Earth is choking. She's crying. I cannot breathe. So many secrets to be uncovered in the rainforest. Something is mushrooming from a medicine tree. Something is mushrooming that could cure us, but I am forbidden to reveal. I feel I may never get to feel the cleansing of a forest breeze. I can't to feel that which has left my womb and disappeared. I summon the spirit of the unknown secret to come to enter into my energy field. Take me to the place where I may see streams of pure water, hear the calling of the ancient voices. Take me to where I can play in red clay, molding clay pots and weaving fabrics on my loom. 
There are secrets that could mend us. With knowledge of leaves and roots, red dirt and water, we can know of all things that lie in the thick. Steaming lakes instead of cesspools. We'd have tonic water and mushroom juice. We never had had a chance on these cemented grounds, pacing back and forth like ants, killing habitats and creating havoc. Can you plant a small tree in Manhattan for me, for her, for them? They put us here and now they leave. Wealthy folks head for the hills and mountains and they bathe in natural fountains. Now it's them that are draped in gold and amber, or they put a damper on our habitat, plundered all the earth, replaced grass with turf. My bare feet know not the grass nor the soil. Stench and debris arise from pavements in boiling heat, blocking the charge that would release this negative energy from my feet. And that was spent by Mama Ola Daisy, the All-Round Queen. That was phenomenal. I'm glad you read it here. I felt real bad about not being able to get over there last night, but I was still in Salem until really late, and so I was bummed. So I'm glad that you shared that. And you want to explain to people what you're doing over there? Well, I'm so just maybe others can come right join too. Well, I'm just over there reading poetry, but they have to set up a bio and join. It's the newest craze. Uh, people that love poetry is 24/7. It's like all day, all night. You can start your own room, start your own. Or if you don't even want to talk about poetry, whatever your other hobbies are. There's people that do horticulture and jewelry and uh, all kind of rooms. You can just go in a room that that gives you knowledge of what's going on. Like right now, um, you can start your own room and just invite people to come in. Um, once you get over there, you can just look around and see what you're interested in. They'll give you an option to make five different um, interests that you're interested in. So once you list your five subjects, um, hopefully one of them will be poetry. And you can find me under Mama Oladeji and it's on Clubhouse. If you don't have a friend to send you the link, you can Google Clubhouse and just come on over, set your bio up, put a picture up, and just get having fun over there. It's like really big fun. It will also let you know how many friends you already have there. I went over there. I found my doctor over there. I went to the doctor today. He gave me like a big ton of paperwork. I had to get a mammogram. I got all these different things wrong with me. And I said, you're, you're more accessible on Clubhouse than you are in your office. So, I love my doctor. <laughs> I, I would want my doctor on my social media. <laughs> well, that's where he was. I said, you're on Clubhouse. He's young, you know, and he's good. He's really good. I don't want no other doctor but him. And so, yeah, I said, didn't even come to visit me when I had COVID. You're sitting your butt up over here on Clubhouse. He's like, yeah, yeah. He said, I'm not allowed to come in there. He said, I got five people at home I got to go home to. I, they wouldn't let me come in there when you had COVID. I said, he said, I said, well, I saw you over there on Clubhouse. I said, I didn't even uh, 
hit you up or friend you or anything over there. I didn't follow you or nothing. I just let you sit over there because I'm not even going to be following you on Clubhouse. And so and he just started laughing. But anyway, yeah, he's a great guy. And, uh, yeah, your doctor might be over there too. A lot of big big people over there, uh, Rotten, Rotten, uh, Michael Rot, Rot, I can't even say his name. Rottenberg is over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a lot of people. When you get there, they'll tell you how many of your friends are already there so you can contact them. As soon as you get there, they'll say, you have 20 friends here. You have five friends here. They'll let you know. So here we go. I'm going to do this one last piece, and then I'm going to give the mic back to uh, my daughter. And this one is called um, Specs. It's not the larger issues that tend to baffle. We engage them daily, hourly, momentarily. We can identify them. They become familiar as we trust them to be who they are. We can qualify the tremendous into categories. We can choose to confront them, but who knows of what lies in the spirit of the unconquerable speck. A speck so microscopic, so barely seen, so uncertain. We are certainly afraid of this very species. What we cannot challenge, what we cannot see, that which we cannot persuade, the speck. The speck that trounces over us as if we ha- as if we have no other purpose than to serve their needs. That is to say, we are worried about our kids, scared of what is scarcely there, of that which cannot reason with us. The power of the speck is in that the speck does not care about our fear. Specks attack. Anywhere, we cough, we scratch, we itch, we cry, we play. Whenever they are near, we douse, we bathe, we spray. But still, specks love hair. We recollect, even when they are unseen like a phantom, we know their intention is to cause despair. We fear they are there somehow, somewhere, out there, not sure, but we're scared. The speck disappears, reappears to vanquish us, to humiliate us, even to the point of death. And that speck, a mama older baby, our mom queen. Wow, that was an incredible. I mean, that ending was powerful. Thank you. Thank you, darling. You're welcome. You're so welcome. All right, so, again, I'm sorry I was not there. I felt really, really bad. That's why I texted you to let you know. But I'm really glad that you shared what you read over there with us. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, Vicky Aqua on Facebook, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Ola Deji. Um, Mama Ola Deji on Clubhouse, if you make it over there, look for Mama Ola Deji. Ola Deji is O L A D E J I. And uh, once you follow me, 
I'll follow you back, and that way I can invite you to anything or anywhere that I'm going to be, and you can come and join in. So there you have it. Perfect. All right, Mama, thank you so much, honey, and we will talk to you next week. Do you want me to put you on hold so you can still listen, or are you going to listen on the computer? No, I'm not going to get on the computer. I'm going to uh, probably just listen on the phone for a little while. Yeah, you, you, if, you just, if you just don't... If you don't hang up the phone, I'll still be on there. But I'm not going to okay. turn the big computer on. I'm just going to listen on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll just go ahead and put you on hold. And I love you very much, and thank you, Mama. You're very welcome. Feelings mutual. Oh, heart, heart. Okay, our next caller comes from area code. Actually, 518, you are not in the lineup. I just want to let you know that real quick before we take our next caller. If you're here listening and hanging out, appreciate you being here. If you want to read tonight, please press 1. That's 518. Press 1. That will alert me that it's okay to unmute your mic. If you are just listening, thank you. If you want to come on the air and change your mind at any time, you can press 1, and it will put you in the lineup so that I can unmute you. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Naila. How are you? I am doing absolutely wonderful, Uma. It is so good to hear from you. Yeah, I I was trying to reach you and send the picture. I mean, uh, well, pictures also, as well as the poem. I don't know if you have received it. I got an email. I got... I, have, I cannot believe how many people sent me their tracks this week. It was so cool. I didn't expect to get that many responses by posting it on my page. But I did see the one from you on there. I have not had a chance. I mean, I expected maybe a couple of you would send me stuff. But there's like 30 or 40 of them in there that I have to go through now and get uploaded and uploaded to the show. So I'm excited. I'm going to be busy for a bit. But I'm real excited to get be able to bring all these to you. And yes, yours are in there. I see them in there. So I have this poem for you, and it's not a poem at all. So I begin this week. I am writing a note to myself on occasion of Women's Day International. I am not creating anything new, nothing artistic, only plain talk with my being still here. Am I sad that still on this day of the year, that was on Women's Day, March 8th. Am I sad that still on this day of the year, in the 21st century, I'm washing vessels, from yesterday and the day before, maybe, that I am looking like I need a lot of personal care, yet it's still fresh and afloat. Decades since I have ever given a care to the stuff I could never part, or does it really matter that I am alive and living? Each year, I do the same, wash every spoon or plate, lying in the sink from before, and I get tired and would want to rest, but have to just restart all over again and again. Every day as I am alive, 
Why bother, you ask, if all I do is toil, as if I know nothing at all? I may not have to say that I am cleaning them, bowls and dishes, that very kindly soaked and stored, batter for iglis for some needy families that local charities care. And I just did my civic duty to volunteer as they take care of the families visiting the city, perhaps to take care of them as they may be waiting for a change that may bring about a shining new day and spirit, a bright new morning while that night they do not need to go hungry. If they can care for the ones at home in distress or need or seeking help, so they can wake up strong in their commitments and efforts in creating a stronger bond with society and people, knowing that they gave a new life and hope to live, strive, and see others thrive as their needs are addressed, as if they are their own. They are giving life even to the ones who give them their time because life is all about interdependence. Even if I am discarded or not, I still want to belong to someone in helping them heal their heart, who may need time, but then I need them more to make a reason for me to claim the air I breathe. Every second I stay alive, as though given and not even thinking or thanking the mother and earth that bore me. I realize I owe more than what I can ever offer anyone Without a blessing from them, nothing ever would. So all my mothers and Mother Earth have a happy Women's Day. You make the world possible each day and every day, hence many thanks to you. My friend for reading and listening, Naila, my friend again, thanks for asking me read and send some words and feelings in ink. So these simple things matter to me most. Because it is them, not me, that matter most and give me life. I do not take time. They give me life and meaning to strive, exist, and learn, and inspire. May your muse always glow in your creation. Oh, yes, my muse is all of you. This beautiful morning or day, night or this pleasant evening, happy Women's Day, y'all. Have a wonderful day. End poem. That was so beautiful. I just want to hug you so big right now. (laughs) That was beautiful. Thank you, Naila. It is all because of everyone of you. Without you all, I'm nothing. I'm a zero. Only because each one is there, this zero gets some value. I love that you took a moment Thank you, to tell everyone how much they mean to you and what this community yes. is to you. I, I, you know, I really think I wish more of you would do that so those of you who are here know how you impact and affect people's lives. I see it all the time. I see it all the time, and it just makes me so proud. And that was a beautiful tribute, honey. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Naila. 
You are welcome. Are you going to, um, are you going to read two? Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Uh, I have one other poem, but I have posted it on, uh, in my writing on Facebook. Though, um, I can't pick it up because, um, you know, the picture I have taken, it's not aligned properly. It's horizontal and the words are going in a way I cannot read. Maybe I would have read before, but I'm too old to read now. So um, (laughs) I have other poems too I can. Just one second, please. Okay. Is it okay to read in Telugu? I am going to tell yes. the meaning of it. Okay. And this is about uh, someone who is in love with Krishna, as as I always do. And it goes this way. Ni hridayanlo nidirinche na ohavu nivu. Which means you are the thought of the person that's sleeping in your heart, which is them. Ni chuttu velugunai, ni lopali prema veluva vale, ni galanlo sage patanai, ni movi paina palike ragamai, ni murilo mnoge ganamai, sada ni sudilo madranga bhaniyanche, pranaya rasadhuninai, like a light covering all over you and like the flood of love that comes out of you and the song that keeps going through your sound or through your in your song let us say and and the notes that go on your rosy red lips and I would like to be the song that comes out of your murali, which is Vamshi. Krishna's uh, flute is called Vamshi. Always in your heart, singing beautifully in a sweet sound of love. In your embrace, as your life partner, walking with you in your love and being your Mohini. Mohini is someone who who can charm someone and that is this person wants to be the Mohini of the person whom they are singing about. And going to the horizons as if we are unknown to each other. 
and lost in you, in your thoughts, being in you, Krishna, in your nearness, I am. End poem. Wow. Was just, I don't know was how incredible. much time to read and most of the time if I have written perhaps I would have penned better words but this is what I felt at the time so maybe it has a lot of mistakes but no, nothing can be a mistake <laughs> if it's what's in your head you know we can always polish stuff up later but there's no mistakes happy accidents if we listen to Bob Ross but you know <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Uma, I appreciate you and love you so much. Please do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Naila Alicia has a page called Speak Easy Cafe, and most of the times they have recorded program. Monday or the other, one time or the other, I'm sure to pop up there. That's one place. And another place you might find me is in, on the web, which is called Poetry by Uma Pochimpalli. Perhaps I have also added my last name as um, Goparaju in the poemhunter.com. So these are the places you could find me and the uh, other two books or three books. One is, um, two of the poetry books are in English and one other in my language, which is Telugu. So this time you have to tell me if you did indeed look up for those, what books they are. I'm not going to be re- able to repeat them because to give a surprise, element of surprise, so that you can look up if you need to. And my name is, Uma Gigi on Facebook. Wonderful. All right, Uma, thank you so much. And did you want to um, did you want to have me put you on hold so you can listen, or do you want? Are you just gonna? Sorry. Do you want me to put you on hold so you can continue to listen? Uh, yeah, of course. I can be on hold. I love to listen. Okay. <laughs> Putting you on hold so you can listen in if you like. Or you can listen on your computer when you're done. Thank you, Bat. Love Thank you. Okay. Fantastic job, Uma. Our next caller comes from area code 863. 863, you are on oh, the okay. air. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Hey, how are you? We didn't hear okay. you last week. I was so sad. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, it's I was okay. Working on, I was working on the router and Wi-Fi, and today I never thought I could do it myself, and I did it. Oh, my God, I really did it. Um, I could pray because <laughs> my brother was working with me on the phone. Well, it's hard to do it over the phone, you know. So I told God. I kept praying to God. I said, please help me. I can't do this. I'm so, I was scared because I messed up the first router. You know, I messed it up, and I made it go away like it's never been there. 
and I don't understand what I did. My brother never heard anything like that before. So so I got I have another one, so I put a new one up, but that didn't work really. But today I thought I'm going to give it a try one more time. I'm not going to give up because I'm in that group, never give up group. So I can't give up, <laughs> and, and i got to keep trying. So today I could kept re- reading this PP Link video over and over till it sunk in me. And, get, and I did it. I unplugged that modem and, 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 I'll, and the router. I put everything back, and it worked. I got Wi-Fi. My router is working. Wow, now I can get back to normal. I'm so proud of you. Wow. Oh, my God, I just want to pinch I your cheeks right now. <laughs> I didn't think I could do that. No, uh, I know You can do anything, Noreen. Yes. And if you don't yes. know how to do something, you YouTube it. I mean, there's there's nothing we can't do anymore, you know? Right, right. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I just, you sound yeah, so excited. You. It's so adorable. Okay, thank you. Okay, and um, okay, and um, today I'm gonna read um, okay um, what's that? Uh oh. Okay, and today um, I'm gonna um, read Gary's poem called um, "Laws of Life: Erosion Like Me." Okay, there is a good time when there's no lid on a good and full trash can. I'm a lonesome coyote. I lost my hunting ground. I hunt all through the trash cans in this town. My mate is nowhere around. She can't find a private hole in the ground. Excuse me. My heart is broken. Someone has taken my hunting ground. I can't live the way I was born. I lost my mate. I might as well be dead. I may roam the rest of my life in the alleys of this town. I may never find for me a hole in the ground. The end. Oh, I've always loved that one so me much. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember when you, because um, he put it, he wanted me to put it on poetry form for him, and, and he got so excited because cause you went on there and, and made a comment for him on there on poetry poem, and so did this other man. He was a head of the um, the Indian, the oh what was it, the head of the Indian tribe or something like that. Oh mm-hmm. wow, Gary Gary was felt so you know he was felt you know that shit really lifted him up. You know them two, yours comment, and from that man from the Indian tribe. Aww. Wow, that that was so awesome. I didn't know that. That's so sweet. Yes. You know he sh- he shared so much of himself with us and continues to do that every single day. You yes. know his fingerprints are all over all of us, and his yes. words of wisdom too. And I love that you come and you still read for him. It's just awesome. He's he's got that little shit eating grin of his on his face right now. I can tell. Yes. That little imp. Okay. He was too, man. He you could tell looking at him. He was just he was a handful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm gonna. Um, I haven't done it yet. But is it is it too late to send tracks to you from Gary and me? Uh, no, you can. To you? It's always you can. Uh, I tell you guys every week. Don't you? No, oh, don't yes, you listen you to me. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love okay. you so much. <laughs> okay. You guys don't listen to me. No, I do. I, I, what, yes, it, yes. You you have an open invitation, all of you, to email me your tracks to play on the show any and every time you want to. Okay. 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 Especially you, Noreen. 
Okay. 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 Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Do you want to read another one of Gary's? Yeah. Okay. And then you can do your two because we're having phone yes. line issues. So. Okay. Okay, I'll read this one. Now and forever, our love. I'll never be lonely as long as I can kiss her good night. I'll never be lonely as long as she kisses me good morning. The days of our lives are full of fun, love, and laughter. We talk and play and tease and love each other from morning to night. Most days we work and help each other. We seldom ever fight. If we do, we give our love for each other to make it right. Yes, she has her opinions and I have mine. The one thing that never changes, I have her love and she has mine. The end. Aww. I wonder who wrote that one about. <laughs> she wrote to me. You know, that's love. When 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 the bride can still bless all these years later. Yes. And through everything that you've gone through. You know, for for the, his words to still make you blush like that. That's pretty awesome. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Me. You <laughs> wrote about me. <laughs> All right. What are you going to share of yours tonight, hon? Okay. I have a new one um, called Let's Stop the War. Okay. Why start a war when innocent people are killed, maimed for life, never will be the same again? They have no water, no electricity, no food, no medical care, no homes to go to. Families are destroyed. I read about a man lost his wife and children, now alone. I read about a children's hospital was attacked. At least three people were killed, including a young girl. The Ukrainians that did make it went on the ground trying to adapt. Wars make no sense. Why? Why? Is it greed? Power? control? It ain't worth it, is it? Not to me it ain't. Let's stop it. What caused you to be so cold, heartless? Let's stop this nonsense. Let's stop the war now. All we want is peace. Peace in this world. Is that too much to ask for? I hope not. The end. And this is for the Ukrainians. I would not have guessed that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> okay. This very powerful piece, very powerful expression of your of your thoughts and and mm-hmm. observations of what's going on. Yes. You know, so don't you, don't you just sometimes want to pick up the world like a naughty child and just yes. give it a swat? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very powerful, honey. Thank you. I remember one time Gary was going to um, be a president because we studied about it, that you can be a president and don't have, have to have any money. We read about mm-hmm. it. And my mom yeah. said that she would vote for him, and she know people who would vote for him. This world would be a lot better place. But Gary changed his mind. But he was seriously thinking about it that one time. I would have voted for him. Yes, I, I would have made I, I would have made Gary bobblehead dolls and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been the campaign manager. 
<laughs> All right, are you going to read another one of yours, love? Oh, yes, okay. Okay. Okay, this called Just Hold On. When you're feeling so blue, it seems like nobody cares anymore. You're at the end of your rope, stressed out, money's tight, don't know what to do or where to turn to, feel like crying, feel like dying. Just hold on a little longer. Tomorrow might be brighter, maybe, just maybe. You'll see the light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe, just maybe, you'll find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Smile, just maybe, just maybe, tomorrow may bring you hope. The end. Just maybe, you know, yes. a, you know sometimes a maybe is good enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is for sure. All right, Noreen, tell us how we can find you and your love and all the places that your stuff's at. Okay. Um, um, okay. You can find our books on Amazon.com, and then you can find us on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry, and you can also find his site on there too, where where I created for him in his memory. His um okay, and then you can find um okay Gary on um reverbnation dot com poetrypoem dot com and um facebook dot com and then you can find me on facebook dot com reverbnation dot com and poetrypoem dot com and now since I got my Wi-Fi back I'll be back on Pococha and 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 I heard I listened to what um um. Oh no! Um, um, Mama said about uh, uh, I never heard I heard about club, clubhound from what she talked about, but that sounds like same thing as Poco Shaw. So and and I'm on Poco Shaw, and you and um and um so I should try clubhound too. I guess you can go do both, but um I should try that out too. But right right now <laughs> I'll be going on Poco Shaw, um sometime this weekend. And um, Very then cool. I'll, I'll read my poetry and Jerry's poetry, and um, and do um, his uh, too. Okay, and then you can also find us on um, um, ko dot com, front slash Gary and Noreen. You can find our books on there too if you want a signed copy. If anybody wants a signed copy, and I got um, magnets up there, um, um, a couple of broadside poetry. And then I got um, 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 different greeting cards there too. And then um, then you also can find us at the Poetry Club, and you can find me doing um, Facebook Live every Saturday at four o'clock. And this time, last Saturday it was a recording, but this time I got my Wi-Fi back, so now I'll be won't be no recording. It'll be uh, actually a Facebook Live oh, this Saturday. Cool. Yes. And also, you can find this on here, too. Perfect. All right, uh, Noreen. And we're also we, Google uh, Bo and Google. Google. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am, you are. Yep. <laughs> I know when you say that. All right. Yep. We'll talk to you next week, honey. I appreciate you oh. so much. Thank you for sharing those tonight. Okay, you're welcome. And, and, and we appreciate you, too. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Our next caller comes from 
Dun, dun, dun. Come on. Come on, studio. Here we go. I am having issues with the studio. Hmm. I don't know what's going on here. I'm not sure if I've got Noreen muted or not. Just want to send a real quick shout out, you guys. Um, we've got Karen's not coming on tonight, but we got to have Karen DeWitt on the lines listening. She wanted to send out a hello and tell you guys she is thinking of you. And she's lost her voice, so she's not going to come on and read. I begged and pleaded, and and uh, I just wanted to let her know or let you guys know that she said hi, and let her know that we all love her. And especially me, I love you. Um, and and know that we're thinking about you, and that we're glad you're here, and hugs and all that good stuff. And I don't know what is going on with the lines, so I am going to come over here, and I think. Um, let's see. Who was it? Was it? Uh, why can't I think of her name? I think I'm going to play a track real quick so I can kind of check and see what's going on with our lines. And then I still have Mike and James and Uma and Noreen. You guys are still on the line. Um, oh, not Noreen. We do have 518. 518, if you want to come on, please press 1, and then I'll know that it's okay to mute your mic. Um, 518. I think that's Karen, maybe? Okay, so 518, if you want to come on, press 1. Then we'll go ahead and bring you on. If you're just here listening, appreciate it. If you change your mind at any time, press 1. 518, which I believe is Karen. Press 1, and it will put you in the lineup, and I can unmute you. I am going to play a piece by Mr. Constantine called The Fall, and um, our hearts are with He's in the hospital right now with COVID. He was on last week. Uh, I just wanted to let him know that we're thinking about him and love him and can't wait for him to get home, be better, and uh, be back here with us. So this is Constantine, the mithril weaver. And it's a piece that I recorded for me called The Fall. Here you go. Forever seems so far. Forever seems so cold. Forever cries the heart. Forever yearns the soul. And when all the angels fly far from thee, when demons dance in dream, when all these words don't seem to form, what are words without your soul? Forever light the stars, forever haunts ghost, and when all the angels fly far from thee, when demons dance in dreams, 
we'll fly into the night. And now it seems our words have grown. We're in a place we've never known. Just know where the darkness falls. Then forever comes the stars. And when all the angels fly far from thee, when demons dance in dream, fall down on me, we'll fly into the night. and Freddie Mercury by Christian Chopek. I'd like to return this exquisite bouquet I purchased here a bit over a week ago. As you can see for yourself, all the chartreuse orchids and fuchsia oriental lilies are dead. Here is my crumpled receipt. Sorry about that. The return for my purchase will have to be applied to this debit card since the one you charged just eight days ago has since been compromised. Yeah, that was a pain, but the bank teller was so very patient and kind. I'd also appreciate a return for my son's glow-in-the-dark goldfish, Wally. He did, too. Yeah, that's how my son announced it yesterday at 6 a.m. In case you were wondering, we named him after Wallace Stevens. We especially love and read at night. Thirteen ways of looking at a blackbird and the snowman. Oh, I can see you're not charmed. Let's move on. Actually, let's be quiet for a moment. Well, I mean, me and not you, since you haven't acknowledged my presence yet. Can you hear the foghorn blaring from the coast of Rhode Island over the Long Island Sound? I always wanted to live on an island, in fact, but one without any bridges for car travel in and out. That seems like cheating the inhabitants out of a true island living experience. But I digress. Maybe you could turn down the volume on the elevator music and pay attention to the foghorn. A ship might be dying and all the fisher people on board. I'm not sure why you don't why you seem so perplexed. It seems I've ruffled some feathers underneath your expensive cashmere sweater somewhere that can't be perceived with the naked human eye. Aren't you going to do something? While we're at it, whatever it this is I'd like to return this highlighter yellow tiny bird. It bit the dust at 3 a.m. this morning to reference the 1980 Queen song. Do you know it? Shall I play it for you? I have it right here on my YouTube playlist. Ironically, it might make you smile. Freddie Mercury's dead, too. His birth name was Farrakh Bulsara, by the way. Most people don't know that he was born in Zanzibar. Now, that's a place you don't often hear or really even hear about it all. I mean, it sounds like a made-up fairy tale, ancient mythological city. No? That's how Zanzibar could market itself for more tourist enthusiasm, as well as a guiding Freddie Mercury tour bus to his grave, perhaps. Come to think of it, I don't know where he's buried. Let's see. I have a Wikipedia app on my phone. Oh, he 
was cremated, but it doesn't say where his ashes are. Let's ask Google. I don't want to be cremated, by the way. Do you? I worry that since it took a full three days for Jesus to rise from the dead, I might feel the fire singeing my flesh and bones. Is that silly? Superstitious? Ignorant? Playing it safe? I'll read to you about Freddie Mercury's ashes because I have to say you're not cutting me off so possibly. You may have some interest in our topic in hand or you're bored here in your empty shop or too lazy or afraid of me to interject. You can search me. I'm not holding any guns or kitchen knives. For two years after his tragic death, Mary, that's his ex-girlfriend, who stayed his closest friend, kept Freddie's ashes in his bedroom. Ever since the rumors, British spelling, he's Persian English, as to where Freddie's final resting place is circulated. That's a bad sentence grammatically. Blah, blah, blah. Some people believe he was returned to Zanzibar, while others claim his ashes are buried under a cherry tree in the garden of his London home. Hmm, that's interesting. I'll now finish off this riveting to me subject. He was a world-renowned for his four-octave vocal range, and he died in 1991 from complications of AIDS. Remember those days of the 80s and 90s when everyone was extra homophobic and suddenly concerned about the sexual history of potential sexual partners? I wonder if there are statistics on the increase of monogamy during those two decades. Now we have COVID-19, obviously, and can't even breathe on a stranger, let alone have sex. Ah, a reaction. Your left eyebrow looked up. You're not a robot after all. I dare say you're a human. I'm surprised because beneath your black COVID prevention mask, you're donning a flesh-covered ceramic mask, a grand facade that makes you seem more composed than you are internally, but bravo. Your coping as this complex conundrum continues to unfold into the day we're in. Now, back to the subject of death, which brings me here. I'm not sure if you have any children of your own, sir, but did you know that at the age of three, some children start the process of comprehending death? After they learn the word and attach meaning to it, they will appoint a puddle with a frog lying up its belly and say, Dead, Mommy, dead. As if they just want a prize. And then the awkward and unanswerable questions follow. Mommy, when will you die? When will I die? Does God die? Well, I'm here, and I'm thinking about it. I might as well return my degenerating body. You know, well, you don't. But it's just linguistic filler to punctuate the other more important words. I mean, specifically... The degenerating muscles in my neck and back and in my small joints, hands and knees. Larger ones, back and hips, too. But the medication promises to help only the small joints. I guess you could say I'm atrophying. I jotted this note down yesterday when I woke up. Dear doctor, I'm just too busy dying all the time, and I have so much to do. Here is my highly organized to-do list for today. See? Can't you do something or write a referral to a different specialist who can? But you and I, here and now, we're essentially having a one-way conversation about entropy, don't you think? 
I'm not sure if you can read me or not, probably the latter, so I will tell you I'm very nervous and will step out into the cold to clear my head, smoke a cigarette, but first, do you know the part in T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, published in 1922, by the way, the lines that go, my nerves are bad tonight, yes, bad, stay with me, speak to me, why do you never speak, speak, what are you thinking of, what thinking, what? I never know what you're thinking. Think. Well, that was fun, but you're not finding any humor in all this. I have a dog, T.S. Eliot, but I can see with your slipping ceramic disc, not the COVID one, that you don't care. Yeah, I'm stepping onto the ice outside your shop's doorway. You really should put some of that clumped ice that eats away at the ice down. You need quite a lot for the ice skating rink parking lot situation you've got going on. If you must know, I'm going out to have a cigarette. You're the second person to know about my closet stress of smoking. I refuse to stress eat anymore. See, my favorite winter coat won't button at my protruding stomach. Sure, I could move one button over, but I'm going to get thinner. Just wait. While I'm out in front, I hope you'll follow the proper more protocols for refunding me the cost of the orchids and lilies, my son's goldfish and the yellow bird, and my malfunctioning body. Please don't think that you need to call my manager because I'm well aware that you own this enchanting store. And don't worry. Well, you don't seem to be worried about anything. I don't waste my brain energy on Yelp reviews. But on second or third thought, maybe I should. I'm really not threatening you. So I'll leave you to it so you can focus on all. I've enjoyed this soliloquy immensely. I hope you tell all your friends about the crazy poet who came to your store today and wouldn't stop talking about death, poetry, and Freddie Mercury. It's not that I'm lonely or anything. Really, it's just hoping to volley some ideas a bit, you know, warm up on my instrument, play some scales. Good day, sir. In case I don't return for my return, I won't forget you anytime soon. Nala, did you just unmute me? Yes. Yes, I did unmute you. <laughs> did you mean to? What's that? Did you mean to? Huh? My whole studio is hiccuping. I don't know what's going on. I was trying to, oh. I couldn't play anything. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't, I was not registering anything on my registering thing. <laughs> so I just yeah. started pushing buttons. Hi, Michael. Hi, what's up? I thought I'd bring you on because... Uh, we are having some issues with the lines, and I wanted to give you a chance to read something else. We still have James on the line with us, Tim. We have 518. I believe that's Karen who's not come on to read tonight, but I think she may be just hanging out and listening. But I figured Has James been on uh, yet? What's that? Is James not? James hasn't been on yet. Yes, he has. Has he? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I believe you. I love that piece okay. you did for Christos. Great job on that. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That was, a, that was one of Chris's. Yes, I've been 
I've been trying to record a few lately just for the fun of it. I know. It makes me want to send you everything I have ever written. <laughs> everything. Well, I can do a few, but I can't do everything. I spend more time <laughs> hunting the music than I do actually recording them. It's, that's that's fun, isn't it? Because inside your head, you know what you want it to sound like. Well, yeah, you got to find something to match it up. Mm-hmm. And when you do out. find it's like it's perfect, it's perfect. Yep. Well, sometimes, not always. Not always. So you you want me to read more? I would love for you to read another one if you've got one. Actually, if you've got two, you can read two more. I have a drawer full of them. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Let me just put myself back to the speakerphone because it sounds a little better when I do it this way. Um, here's a poem I wrote for Chris in our early, early part of our relationship when I was really, really trying to get her attention. And got like, hey, look over here. That's uh, five years ago, by the way. This is called Lackey. Riffing for Krisha by Michael Todd. What you need is a lackey at your disposal, an eager manservant whose duties are multiple, one well-versed in the art of domestic chore who, at the end of the day, offers a little more, a faithful flunky who works for minimum wage to tend to your needs as you turn the page would surely be welcome. You could use a valet indentured servitude there with make my day while I can't provide references as an attendant I don't hail from Britannia but I am a descendant I can buttle with the best just you wait and see soon all your friends will want one like me I can chauffeur if needed to go where you might go just so long as I don't have to drive in the snow I can get by in the kitchen preparing a meal bacon wielding stullion added part of this deal in event you're interested, I'm up to the task. All you need to do to make this work is ask. Just sounds too good. I can't can't be true. Don't ask why. The only question is, where should I go to apply? In point. <laughs> I love it. You're gonna read another one, right? Sure, sure. This is uh. I'm having you read, um, too, because I'm typing to customer service right now, just so you know. Well, that's okay. You're not complaining okay. about me, are you? Absolutely not. You you are you uh, are, you are are so loved right now. Well, always, but now, too, okay. especially. More so. This is from 2013, nine years ago. This is called Ice Cream Letters by Michael Todd. Send me some ice cream letters. Postmark no later than a Tuesday to afford me something special to look forward to on a weekend. If I get in a rush to open one up and read what you say, a potential paper cut, small price to pay to read what you send. Send me ice cream letters covering any subject matter of your choosing, be it anecdotal in nature or dwell on random whimsy of your design. Touch on your dark side if it makes you feel better, although amusing is preferred. If you're happy, I'm happy, so rather you enlighten. Send me ice cream letters to warm my heart at your digression and discretion. 
I have seven empty picture frames hanging in tandem on my north wall. Their spots reserved until such time you send a rendered interpretation. Once the letters are framed, I'll seal them with crazy glue to never fall. Send me ice cream letters, seemingly insignificant to you, just a note. From your perspective, but to me, they are the ultimate ever end all. Sprinkle with epiphanies, infatuations, intuitions, so much to quote. Sent from your heart to your hand onto me, your deemed port of call. Send me ice cream letters should you be inclined towards me proffer. Or make a request, you'll find me altogether amenable at point of contact and thanking you sincerely for the opportunity you're more than kind to offer. Or if you open with, I don't need a thing, you'll still make an impact. Send me ice cream letters with the envelope exterior explaining swack. And maybe a heart and arrow combo. You know I love your illustration. Still getting down to the heart of the matter, not on the front or the back, but what's inside when I fold back the flap that makes an impression. Send me ice cream letters if you have the time and it goes well with you. You don't know how they raise my spirits and help pass the time or delay. I revel in your success, despairing your failings, and all you say and do. Thanks in advance for your correspondence. Hurry soon and send my way. In poem. I loved both of those. I'm not going to comment because those were more for everyone else to hear than me because I needed the diversion while I wrote to customer support. Right. Right. So thank you. Thank you for having my back, buddy. Welcome. <laughs> so anything you want to uh anything you want to share, anything on your heart, any words of wisdom for writers, anything you want to uh, yeah. While I have you on. When writing son, it's always end at the beginning and, and begin at the end. Start with the last couplet and work your way back up to the front. Wow, how do you do that? How do you not? I'm dyslexic in all things I say and do. Now I'm gonna. Now you've got me curious. Now I'm gonna have to. Now I'm gonna have to. Now I'm gonna have to revisit a sonnet. Oh, you're hurting my head. It's okay. I can do it. That's all right. You're the one tasking me with limericks. You are going to love writing limericks. You know you are. Do you know how to write a limerick? I do. Okay. Rhyme schemes A A B B A. Your syllable counts is ten, ten, seven, seven, ten. Boom. There you go. I shall write a limerick for next week, unless I forget. <laughs> That's my challenge to everybody. You have to bring a limerick with you for our. our I'm going to make corned beef cabbage too. I'm like one of the only people I think in the world that absolutely freaking loves cooked cabbage. You're not the only person. How do you cook cabbage? How do I cook it? Normally, I will cook it. Um, sometimes I'll steam it because I think it's healthier, but a lot of times I will boil it 
and with butter and garlic and yum, yum, yum. I mean, there's not much you can do messed up cabbage. Or I cook I it with my corned beef. Do you? Mm-hmm. Pressure cooker, yeah. Quarter it, put it in a pressure cooker, throw in a few other odds and ends, a few other carrots or an onion, uh, several different vegetables you can throw in with it, throw a few strips of bacon on top of it, a little bit of water, pressure cook it for, you know, however many I've minutes. I've done that, and I've added a, we're not in the pressure cooker, though, but in a pan, and I'll add a jar of salsa to it. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But if you use a pressure cooker, you'll cook it through and through, but it'll still be kind of crisp. If that's the kind you like. I like any Personally, kind. I'll eat it raw. I'll eat it soggy. I'll eat it crispy. I don't care. It's only Fried cabbage is really good, really too. Like. Brussels sprouts. Give me Brussels oh. sprouts. Little bitty baby cabbages in butter sauce. Thank you. That is like, that. Oh, I love taking them. I like cooking them. And then I slice them and ha- cut them in half and then fry mm-hmm. them, char fry them mm-hmm. in butter so that it, they get kind of burnt on the outside, that burnt crispy char on the outside. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, it's so good. I could have that at every meal. I know. It's really awesome. And people that mm-hmm. don't like it just don't understand how we are. It's, just, it's a big thrill. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was little, I used to, um, when we would have spinach for dinner, I used to, and my sisters cut on real fast so they would hold out for good stuff. You know, sometimes it was two nights worth of ice cream. It's like, if you give me your spinach, I'll give you my ice cream. Well, I don't know. Spinach, and they'd hate it. If they wouldn't eat it, they would get in trouble for not eating it. So they, you know, I would sit there and bribe it out of them and by letting them eat my ice cream and I could get their spinach. Oh, yummy. Now I'm hungry. You say you ever eat sauerkraut? Mm-hmm. Sauerkraut yeah. and smoked sausage. Yep. Asparagus and bacon. Asparagus and bacon? How do you do that without burning the asparagus up? So you take like three thin, three skinny things of asparagus, and you wrap Mm -hmm. bacon all the way around it, all the way down, like in a spiral. You just cover all of it in bacon, and you put it on a Mm -hmm. cookie sheet, and then you make a mixture of honey, just a little bit of honey, and uh, um, brown sugar, mm-hmm. and like a little tiny splash of Worcestershire sauce, and mix it up, and you pour it over the top so it caramelizes on the top of it. You put it in the oven and bake it. So when the bacon's done, the asparagus is done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. On three fifty. It usually takes try. about fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll send. I'll write. I'll write it down and send it to you. So we're we're killing some time here. We got James coming on here <laughs> in a minute. Um, actually, you want to hang out with me for a minute, Michael? Sure. I'm here. Okay. I am. I'm promoting you to host of the show. I am your backup. I'm going to bring James on, and you and James get to converse and speak, and you get to ask him about what he's writing and comment on his poem. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. James, are you with us, honey? Me? Yes. James. Okay. Hi. Hi, James. Michael's out here. How you doing, brother? I'm doing okay. Great. You've brought brought some more poetry to show. You've been waiting just like I was, just in case. You're in the wings. Yeah. 
What would you like yeah, to share I think, with us? I think sir? I might have dozed off for a little there. Uh, I understand. I had to do today. a little bit of work here. I had to do a little work at the office. I feel guilty for it now. Yeah. What would you like to read for us, sir? Uh, well, um, can I do two more from my uh, newest book? Yes, please. Please do. Okay. Uh, this is from page 11, and it's titled Hope is Dancing. Lying alone each night, empty arms aching, all the while, hope is dancing, hope is dancing, hope is dancing in my dreams. When I'm awake, I would seek to see the sunshine in your face, the heavens in your eyes, and to hear the melodic honey of your lips that would turn my lemonade soul sweet. And I would hope, and I would hope, and I would hope you dance duet with me all the years we have left. End of piece. Magnificent. Do you ever have dreams like that when you when you wake up, you do your best to go back to sleep and find your place in the dream again? <laughs> yeah, I've had that. I woke up and then it's like, forgot my dream. Oh. I know. Yeah, the alarm has much. I, 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 for years, I didn't dream at all, and people would say you're just doing it wrong. I said, no, there's just nothing there. But uh, in, the, in the last few years, I've uh, I've gotten a few of them in there, but nothing quite as uh, as effectual as that you had right there. That would be pretty nice. If I had dreams like that, I'd go to bed after the ten o'clock news. <laughs> All right, brother. You got another one from that book for us? Yes. Uh, this is um, from page 61, and it's titled, Sometimes Loving You. Sometimes loving you means rainy days and thunderstorms, but there are also days when you're sunshine, when you're moonbeams, and sometimes loving me means the earthquakes and tidal waves bordering my Pacific Ocean. End of peace. That's really cool. I had, I've had a mind set for the last few days, um, uh, what writing a poem about things that matter. And you just uh, poured fuel on that fire right there. Uh, yeah, that 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 bucket holds water with me. Pretty excellent right there. Um, Thank you. When you, when you write when you write poetry, uh, love poetry. That's, I don't know what else to call it. Who do you write it towards? Somebody in the here and now, somebody you're hoping for, somebody in the past? There's got to be something real there. That's There are no apparitions in that poem. Well, um, when I started, there was this woman, the woman I knew from school, and I really had a, had a thing for her, and I started writing all these poems. I started writing, I wrote this one poem, and it's just like floodgates, and it just kept on going. There's like forty, like forty plus poems just for her, and then it's like you know I'm gonna put this together for, and there's a smattering of some that I had tried writing that I'd written for other people, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just the bulk of them are for one specific person. I know exactly what you mean. I had such a um, person. Yeah. She kind of friend zoned me. But then I think from the very beginning I saw that I still 
you know, situation. My situation kind of like Cyrano from the yeah. play, where he's in right. love with Roxy. He wrote this letter for her, but then he ends up using letting someone else use his letter to to woo her. Right. That kind of thing. So, like, all these poems that, yeah, I can't use these for the person I wish I could. Mm-hmm. But somebody else is going to be able to. So, so you're, you're, giving them, like, you're giving them the, the poems to woo someone? Yeah, it's like, it was intended to try and woo this one person, but it wasn't working for me. But other people, they read these, they'll have the opportunity to woo their own Roxanne. Or yeah, there's a exactly. Significant exactly. But you still get it out of your system. Well, not necessarily get it out. Yeah. You elevate it. You bring yeah. it to the forefront. I know what you mean. Just yeah, like I wrote ice cream letters. Yeah, I wrote ice cream but letters it, for somebody that's not going to read a word I say. Oh, no, she knows about these poems. She's even getting, she's even getting a copy. She's even buying a copy of it. But it's just really? like, I just want I just want someone I can talk to on the phone. I get it. Yeah, it's yeah. That's my love life. <laughs> it's it's. Hey, it's, trust me. You don't know how great it is until until that. Other lines not there. Yeah, well, she, I don't know, in that regard, I think she needs me more than I need her, but I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just tired of the whole thing. Right. Well, 51, I'll be 51, never married, and dating is more like trial by combat. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you have channeled your notions and emotions magnificently. Get that? Still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, I lost you there. My mind, my mind's wandering. What I did say is you had. You have channeled your notions and emotions magnificently. If everything is like the four poems you read tonight, your book's a home run. She's going to really appreciate it. She's going to show it off to her friends. See that? That's for me. <laughs> you both did such a good job. I'm so proud of you. I'm just. So, I was just sitting back and kicking back and listening, thinking, but "You guys don't need me at all. I'll just unmute all the lines, and you guys can just have fun for three hours." <laughs> well, do you have time for one more? Yes, please. Of yes. Course. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. One, it's not from the book, and it's going to be for an upcoming project. It's called Dark Symphony 2021, a uh, reference to uh, Melvin Tolson's Dark Symphony. And I'm trying to keep the tone of that. Further down a rabbit hole, descending to free fall, the abyss beckons, and there is no wonderland. 
only the nine circles. In these days of now, dark waters midst the mob demanding justice done, defend blade and bullet bearers, bloodletting upon their own. From the, the dam stemming the tide of red rivers stinging the streets, we continue, we continue, ignoring the yesteryears and advance to soul oblivion beyond our world final breath. In the poem. Michael? Ex- excellent. <laughs> Absolutely right. awesome read. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't want to, I didn't know if I was going to supposed to talk or if you were, Michael. No, you got it. You got it. I'm just trying to put it all in place. Go yeah. ahead. Well, that piece, um, I think I might, might have been listening to a recording of Tolson reading that poem. And mm-hmm. then I got kind of got kind of a got thinking of some of the some of the things that have been going on last year because I wrote this in April last year, so like all the riots and up, unrest going on, it just kind of translated and it's just trying to process it. Life is a sorrowful muse, isn't it? Sometimes. <sighs> things going on in the world. James, I am I have to tell you again, I am so tickled that you called in tonight and that you are here. You're absolutely wonderful, you know, that I'm such a groupie of yours and to have you come on twice and read is just a treat. Thank you. Well thank you Thanks for, for having hanging me. on this long. Well thank you. All right, before you take off love, do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you one more time. Okay. Um you can find me on Facebook. Um, have my main page, you know, just the general stuff. I have um, a poetry page, James E. Rothline Poet, uh, R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N. Like I said, it's not pronounced the way it's spelled. Um, I'm also on Instagram, same name, and TikTok. Uh, As well as I have a YouTube channel that I occasionally use, but I'm mostly on TikTok. Perfect. All right, hon. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, and I hope you can make it. Put the links on my page. Okay, I will. I am I am a awesome marketing tool at your disposal. All right, I will share the link. I will uh, share the link to it when I get off tonight. Perfect. Appreciate it very much. All right, hon. I'm going to go ahead and put you back on hold. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a good one. You too. Michael, you want to hang out for the rest of the show, or do you want to – do I need to let you go? Uh, I can listen. You can host, and I can listen. How's that? I'll be here. Okay. All right. I I will mute you. Thank you so much, baby, for coming on and reading again. You bet. And for the tracks Mm -hmm. and everything. You're amazing. Thank you. Bye. Okay. So I want to, I don't know if Maggie is still in the chat room or not, but I need to take a real quick moment to tell her hello, Auntie Maggie, and to tell you this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Auntie Maggie. Happy birthday to you. Okay, so I hope you're there and heard that. I don't know how much of a gift that was, but love you. Happy birthday. Let's go ahead and bring on our last caller for the evening. We have area code 419, my last dance. I'm going to 
upload that song so I can play it. Me too. <laughs> I'm gonna save the last save dance the last for dance. me. Save the last dance for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing good. Yep. I'm doing well. I am really glad you're able to make it on. I can't wait to hear what you're going to share and read and and grace us with. Well, all right. Um, I've got one. It's new. I actually just finished it today. Uh, and the other one is, um, it's not a new poem, but I've never read it before. This will be the first time that I ever, ever read it. Uh, so the first one, the new one, is entitled Ukraine. Ukraine. Your fight should not have been in vain. The world will never be the same. Upon your country he laid claim. And even Satan fed in shame. Vladimir Putin, I curse your name. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Ukraine, your homes, your peace has all been shattered. All you hold dear, all you hold dear and all that mattered. With bombs and missiles, your country battered. By, de- by demonic beings whose souls are scattered. How do we say goodbye to what we had? The good times that made us laugh. I weighed the bad. I thought we'd get to see forever, but forever came today. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Ukraine, like a pack of dogs infested with rabies. These Russian soldiers are killing your babies. A friend, a mother, a son, a daughter, all victims of the senseless slaughter. My heart is heavy. My eyes fill with tears. As I see your pain, as I hear your fears, sunrise, start a brand new day, shine down on the children of the world, warm them as they play. Ukraine, your battle shall be won. You'll be victorious when all is done, and Putin's plight will be denied, for God and right are on your side. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No help below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. I pray and weep for you, Ukraine. You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Let freedom reign. Let freedom reign. I pray and weep for you, Ukraine. And poem. <laughs> that was absolutely incredible. That was so well written. Thank you. I can't that that was You know, there's just some things you wish you could blast on world speakers, you know. Yeah. Mhm. And so, Absolutely loved it. And you're going to read more than one, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, this this next one is one that, like I said, it's 
it's not new, but I've never, I've never performed it before. Can you hear that? I can. Not real loud, though. That's good. Okay, the second poem. Can you hear me? I can. It's entitled Slow Jam Fantasy. More and more and more I find you're at the surface of my mind. I hear your voice. I see your face. Your smile. It goes with me every place. I close my eyes and and feel your touch. See the lips I long to kiss so much. So warm, so soft, so penetrating. Keeps my spirit regenerating. For you, I've felt this way for years. I just never shared shared it with your ears. Now deep within this fantasy, your secret lover I long to be. So more and more and more I find you're at the surface of my mind. And just in case you didn't know, I just thought I'd tell you so. And Paul. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. That was so beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. And the music. Yeah. What a perfect slow jam ah, ending tonight, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> now, now I can go curl up with some cocoa and be content. Uh huh. Mhm. So, all we right. Did say, we, we did say the last dance. Me say the last dance. Yep, you get my last dance. It's been that way uh, for how long now? Like years now, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. I appreciate you so much, Melvin. You just have no idea. Do you remember how long ago we met? Do you remember how we met? Um, it's been a while. Um, I think I was in the, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? I think I had popped into the, uh, uh, you know, where where you converse, the chat room. Mm-hmm. And I believe you asked me if I was going to read. Yeah. It'd be cool to figure out, maybe I can figure out how long ago that was. It's been a while. I think I met, I think I first saw you on Larry's page. I don't remember okay. his last name. He used to own a coffee shop and had an open mic at his coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Okay, anyway, yeah. I've been blessed ever since that day, just so you know. Me too. Thank you. All right, my love. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come over and get to know you because they really need to. You can find me on Facebook, um, on uh, YouTube, and on all poetry under Melvin D. Jackson. Perfect. 
All right, sweetheart, and I will talk to you next week. Yes. Perfect. That's the plan. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Thank you. I so love that man. I'm hoping I can get him to record some of his pieces. I think he's I think he can still hear me. I'd love to have some of his pieces recorded so I can play them on the air. All right, everyone, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am going to read through this week's poetry prompts again real quick. In case you missed it at the beginning of the show, you can always come back after the show has aired and gone into the archives, listen to the podcast, and write these down at your leisure. But real quick, once again, your 12 poetry prompts for this week are, and trying to get sort of a, an, a Celtic flair on some of these loosely being able to tie them together possibly in your imagination because we are having our show our next week is going to be our St. Patrick's Day show and since I am all things Celtic and Irish and and Viking and all that stuff from my ancestry is something that I'm very much attached to and so I hope you all will celebrate that day with me the first prompt, raised on raised on songs and stories. Two, I heard an old man singing. Three, there's a magic in the fiddle. Number four, to answer those voices. Five, the labyrinth moon come morning. The labyrinth moon come morning. When you hear the bagpipes wheel. Seven. In echoes slipping away. Eight. It is a thing they know right well. Number nine. Where the hills have eyes. Number ten. When its calling is in your blood. Eleven. There's a melody that comes passing. Number twelve. When the whispering got a hold of me. So those are your 12 writing prompts. Your next part of your assignments was to do the pick apart a prompt where you write, instead of writing a poem to them yet, you write at least six different ideas for poems you could write to each prompt. And then your third part of your exercise is to write a story. Just get away from writing poetry. Have fun, relax, play just, just write. So instead of writing a poem, I want you to write a story. This is called your beginning to end storylines. The first line, the uh, the story has to use those 12 prompts, or those 12 prompts I just gave you, woven somehow into the story. But the kicker on this is that your story has, I'm going to read two sentences here. Your story has to begin with one of the sentences, and it has to end with the other one. And you can choose which one you want to go first and which one you want to go second. But it has to begin with one of these lines and has to end with one of these lines. And all the rest of those prompts need to be worked in them. I just yawned right on the air. That was just so ladylike and poetic. Oh, so dainty. Moi, moi. Okay, anyway, so, you know, one line is the first line, one line the second, er, first line the poem, one line the last line the poem, all the prompts woven into the story somehow. So the two lines you're going to be choosing or using for your beginning to end storylines, story for this week is, one, it was a misty morning in May and I was walking alone, or I was walking alone on the moor. 
when I saw what once was, but now is never more. It was a misty morning in May, and I was walking lone on the moor. When I saw what once was, but now is never more. That's the first line. The second line I'm giving you is, These are legends told in shades of green, and I am growing dizzy knowing what the night will bring. These are legends told in shades of green, and I am growing dizzy knowing what the night will bring. So pick one for the beginning line of your story, one for the ending line, and we have all the prompts in the middle. All right, that's it. We're going to end the show with a track, and it is going to be, I really want to play Billy Collins' Litany just because I love this piece so much. And it's fun, but I can't get the track to work right, so I'm I'm kind of bummed. But that's one I had. I couldn't play it earlier when I tried to play it during the break. So I'm going to try to get that one fixed so I can play it for you because it's just really a cool poem. There's one about a dog, too, and beating a poem with a stick or something like that. That's pretty awesome. But instead, I am going to end this with... This is me stalling... Let's do Jay Nichols with Little Clay Things. Here we go. See you guys next week. St. Patty's Day show. Wear something green or I'll pinch you. Good night, everybody. Can you love someone you only met in passing? That is the first thing I think when someone asks me if I love myself. The second... If you don't know who you are, you will become who others tell you to be. Maybe that is how I became this supernatural shapeshifter, this transformer, this clay thing. Why, when you poked my stomach, I shed it. Peeled my skin back from the flesh so you would think me more vibrant, lifted my cheeks into permanent smile. Clay thing. Only know how to be molded. Open ourselves up to anyone's craftsmanship so that we may bend or be beaten into something more beautiful. And I'll believe that every blow from you is beating me into something more beautiful and that the pain is only from growing. This clay has never known a gentle hand. Only many iterations of the same sculpture. Maybe one day one will stick. Maybe I'll be made pot or bowl or something else you can dump your insecurities into. Maybe I'll be made mantelpiece. Something you never really look at but make sure to show off to visitors. Or make me paperweight. I've already spent a lifetime holding flimsy things down or tablets because even the earliest of writers viewed this clay as blank slate, as empty, waiting to be given meaning. And I realize now that I haven't been mad at you but myself for bending, for skipping that meal because you told me to, for trying to match my interests with yours when you forgot to ask what mine were, for letting your friends call me ugly and still holding your hand as you said nothing, for becoming mute and smaller to make more room for you. I am mad at myself for still using the pronoun you as if saying your name, Justin, will make me shrink again. As if saying your name, Daniel, will make me cry again. Sean, Chris, Caitlin, you will not manipulate this body again. And even then, I was going to say fake names there, but fuck it. Isaac, Jacob, one day, You do not have to be malleable to be worth something. 
You could be the brick that builds the house that stands the tallest. No matter how hard they try to knock you down, you could be the brick that falls or is thrown on their head. You could be the brick that accidentally breaks their car window. Just choose wisely. Because one day you will no longer be malleable. You will no longer break your limbs to fit into a given mold, and you will say fuck anyone who asks you to, because the thing about clay things is that eventually we harden. <laughs>